You Can Handle Anything, episode number 287. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming and complaining and without getting mad at yourself for losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions. But I also know that being able to control your emotions in the moment is the most empowering way to live. In this podcast, you will learn skills, tips, and strategies on how to handle everyday emotional situations, not only so you can feel more in control and have fewer automatic reactions, but so that you can actually be the person you truly want to be in any situation, no matter what. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today is the fourth episode on a series that I've been focusing on this month on the topic of emotional eating. And while I'm not a dietitian and I'm not a health coach, I am an emotional well-being coach. And so the angle that I'm always looking at and the angle that I'm always coming from when it comes to living a better life is looking at your emotions and really seeing the relationship between how we handle our emotions and how we live our lives in terms of being the people that we actually want to be. So this is the last episode on that topic, and I will be leading a workshop this coming Sunday called Stop the Urges, How to Handle Emotional Eating the Moment It Hits You. And you are invited to join me. If you are not on my newsletter, or if you didn't receive the link to enroll, feel free to email me or send me a private message on Instagram and I will send you the link so you can save your spot and so you can register right away. This workshop is going to be such a great opportunity to help you uncover what the real source of your emotional eating is and to teach you powerful and effective skills that you can use in the moment to stop letting those urges take control of you. This immersive and interactive experience is going to empower you to know how to effectively process uncomfortable emotions and know exactly what to do when you feel an urge to emotionally eat. So if you find yourself emotionally eating and you want to learn practical steps to stop doing that, you don't want to miss this workshop on Sunday. Okay, so let's get into the last episode on mindful eating. Okay. So when you have a problem in life, and by that I mean any problem, not necessarily related to eating, anything, right? Whether it's a problem in a relationship or a problem at work or a problem with your physical health, whatever it is, I have a question for you. What is the first thing that you try to do to fix that? Well, I'm going to answer because that 99.3 nine percent of the world does the same thing what you try to do is that you take some action in order to resolve the problem right and that makes sense like if you're having a problem with a good friend of yours you might try to talk it out with your friend or you may try to talk to somebody else to get advice on what to do or if you're having a problem with your physical health you may go to a doctor to get help, or you might choose to go online and look for some solutions to your problem. Or let's say you're organizing some event and things don't seem to be coming together for you. 
then you'll probably try to figure out what you need to do to move forward, whether that's canceling the event or changing things around, whatever you need to do to fix it, right? The bottom line is you do something because you want to fix it. And I think we can all agree on the fact that this is what is the tendency for most human beings to do when they have a problem. And that's because we believe that by taking action before anything else, that is what is going to get us closer to a solution. The problem is, is that doing things doesn't necessarily get you to the heart of the problem. And because of that, doing things doesn't always help things long term, and it doesn't necessarily even get you to a solution. Like going back to this event that you're organizing, right? Doing something like canceling the event, that might help you short term, but it won't necessarily help you long term to understand why your event wasn't successful. Or if you have a problem with your physical health and you take action by going to the doctor, that could be a good first step. But unless you're committed to making other changes, you aren't necessarily going to get any closer to a solution. Or if you have a problem with a friend, right? And you take action by asking your friend if you can talk. And you can even apologize for something that you weren't even aware that you did. But the problem is, is that the problem is likely to continue to exist because you didn't get to the root of it. And this is really the root of so many of the problems that we face in that we attempt to fix our problems by changing our behavior, which on the surface seems like the wisest thing to do, but actually there's something more and even better that you can do that you're probably not aware of. So if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I'm all into practicality. The tools that I created to guide you to get emotionally unstuck and to get mentally prepared for future events that you might be anticipating are very, very practical. Each tool has specific steps that you can walk yourself through step by step to take you from a place of feeling emotionally stuck to a place of feeling not stuck. And I believe it is specifically because of the practicality of my tools is what people are attracted to. But today, I don't want to talk about my tools. Instead, I'm going to talk about something a bit more theoretical, and that is this concept of being. We all know what doing looks like, right? Doing looks like being busy, staying active, being occupied with many things at the same time, maybe even being preoccupied. So before I continue, I want to see if you can find yourself in your life being in the doing. Where do you find yourself doing things in order to try to get you to another place? And by the way, that includes actually not doing things, like avoiding things, because avoiding things is actually also an action. But anyway, take a moment and think about where do you find yourself having problems in your life and where do you tend to take action or what do you tend to do to try to resolve that problem? I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that you are a drinker. Okay, maybe you don't consider yourself an alcoholic, but you do have a drink every night after a long day of work. 
and drinking has become a habit and you want to change that. What do you think you're going to do? Like, how do you think you're going to break that habit and solve this problem? Well, most likely you're going to make changes in your actions, right? So for instance, if you go to a party, you're probably going to choose not to walk over to the bar. Or if you're in your house, maybe you'll get rid of the alcohol that exists in your home. Or maybe you'll make a plan the next time you're with friends and someone hands you a beer Maybe you'll have like a plan ahead of time of what you're going to say to refuse that drink. Now, this may all sound like perfect things to do or perfect plans, but I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The problem is, is that you or that person is still a drinker, right? That person still considers himself a drinker. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to change his behavior despite the fact that he is a drinker. But it's not going to get him very far. And that's because who you are being directly dictates what you do. In other words, the actions that you take in life, they don't live in a vacuum. The actions that you take actually stem from who you are being in any moment. And who we are being in any given moment is always a choice. Unfortunately, most of the time, we're not choosing who we want to be consciously. And we end up living our lives by the default ways that we typically tend to be. So in this particular situation, this person is being a drinker, right? That's who he's being. And he's always going to be a drinker unless he changes his ways of being which in essence is his identity at this point. Because when he changes who he's being, that is, you know, the moment he says, I'm a non-drinker, things will start to fall into place almost seamlessly for him. Because a non-drinker doesn't hold an alcoholic drink in his hand. And I know that firsthand because I'm a non-drinker. A non-drinker doesn't buy alcohol at the store for himself and bring it home to drink. And a non-drinker doesn't worry about going to parties because there's nothing to worry about. They don't drink. You see, the way this person is being dictates what he's doing and not the other way around. Can you see that? It is a really important concept, so I hope you grasp it. And if you don't quite get it the first time, I want to encourage you to re-listen to this episode because it's too important to miss. And so when it comes to emotional eating, the same thing applies. If you are someone who tends to emotionally eat, then you probably already know what you have a tendency to do to fix that problem. Because if you emotionally eat, you may have a tendency of overeating, right? And then you might feel bloated, and then you feel like you need to go on a diet or skip a meal or fast or do something else to self-regulate. But can you see where I'm going with this? While doing all of those things may help you in the short run, like skipping meals to get yourself back on track or denying yourself certain foods or going on diets or exercising more to burn more calories, what it's not doing is getting you to the core of the problem 
which is who you are being while you emotionally eat. And from my experience with working with women who do this, in addition to looking at myself, because I have a tendency to do this, I can almost guarantee you that who you are being is anxious. And it's your being anxious that is dictating your behavior of emotional eating. In other words, who you are being is an anxious eater. And so to me, the solution is not necessarily to look at what you need to do to fix this, but actually it's all about looking at who you are being and starting from that point. Getting unstuck from being that person and then moving yourself forward instead of being held back. Wow. Okay. There is so much more I want to share and talk about, but I think I'm going to leave it here for now. And if this topic interests you and you'd like to continue the conversation with me, and of course, if you'd like to learn how to stop being an emotional eater so you can turn a new page in your life, you definitely don't want to miss the workshop that I'm leading on Sunday. I'll post the link in the show notes so you can register now and save your spot. Okay, my dear friends, thank you for joining me for this four-part series. I hope the episodes gave you some food for thought, pun intended, and that you'll join me on Sunday so I can guide you with what is in your power to create the change that you want to see. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to being here next week to start a fresh new series with you. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi, you're one of my podcast listeners. And you wanted to talk to me about being able to handle something better in your life. Well, as you know, this is a podcast, and so it's kind of like a one-way conversation. But it doesn't have to be like that. When you enroll in my mini course, Get Unstuck, not only will you have lifetime access to my teachings and my step-by-step tool on how to get yourself emotionally unstuck in any moment, you will have three opportunities to meet me live during my office hours so you can ask me any question you may have and so you can see how to apply the unstuck method specifically to your life. You can sign up right away by heading over to my website, shiragora.com, and clicking on Get Unstuck, or you can click on the link in the show notes to watch my free class so you can get a head start on your learning and then enroll from there. Either way, I can't wait to bring this extraordinary work to you and, of course, to meet you in person. I look forward to meeting you soon.